Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Milner show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Sam has a little pre-Christmas warning message. Uh, children are in the vicinity. I mean, I may as well. Like, we've had similar issues. My childcare was um, post-hastily cancelled due to PCR tests and COVID. I know, Luce. I'm as, I, I'm as upset as you are. But there's not a lot I can do about it. We were supposed to go to my nan's today, but um, yeah, um, one of my uncles has tested positive for COVID who's been around there, so PCR tests have to be had, so it's um, we're staying away. Fortunately, for this fantastic interview with Lamana Lamar Loire. Lamana Loire Loire. Lucy was asleep for 99% of it. But it is equally as crazy because we were speaking to Lamana, weren't we? And he was in Africa um, somewhere in the Congo. And, um, yeah, his his signal dips in the middle of it and goes. Then someone rings him in the middle of it. So as, as a crazy player as he was on the pitch, it's, it's equally as crazy interview. But it, it's, it's, fan- it's crazy and emotional as well, wasn't it? It very much was. And... So Barry Robson gets a big mention, of course, the man who brought him to Newcastle. And he described him as a very special talent, a, a talent that can go a long way. And it, it, it's an interesting discussion when we mention Sir Bobby and how Lamana, you know, talks about him so well, with so much love and care and you know, just just general good feelings about Sir Barry Robson, Sam. And it, it was actually quite tough to listen to at times. And, Obviously in, a, like, obviously in a good way, if that makes sense. It was really riveting. Um, I, he was part of that group, I suppose, that were kind of... They, they were a skillful lot, but they were kind of a bad influence in the, in the dressing room. There was, and he, I suppose he was kind of part of that. And, they, and you can tell there's, a, t- there's a, a big tinge of regret there. And I think all them lads have grown up with that now and and Lamana goes into that and, and names names obviously but we all know who they are um your dyers your, your geniuses your, your brambles bellamies of this world uh as we get older and and wiser and whatnot they they the penny does finally drop and you can tell that you can tell as as you'll listen it, it was really really riveting um and there there is a tinge of regret there and um yeah it, it's it's it was really emotional listening to it it really was, but he loves Newcastle. You can you can you can oh, hear it in his voice the joyness or the joyfulness of talking about Newcastle United, and I think he generally really wanted to work more than it did because you know just under a hundred games for Newcastle, he could have had an extra one hundred and fifty, two hundred games maybe. Easy, easy. Um, but I, I can understand his frustration at the time, wanted to get um, more game time under Bobby Robson. But at that time, was he going to get ahead of Shearer and Bellamy on a consistent basis, barring any injuries? No, probably not. Um, so I can understand where his frustrations lie. And, and I suppose credit to him in one sense that he, he got out and, and got a move to play football because it was, it's very easy to just sit on the bench and take the money every week, isn't it? But he, he didn't want that. So... Respect him immensely for that, just not for scoring against us, which um, you know he does talk about. He does, and obviously he'll he'll tell you his reasons why for his celebration as well. But 
that won't take away the fact that I think he'd be welcome back in open arms in Newcastle. You know, he, he really would. And I think, obviously, you've seen Kazenga play for Newcastle. I know he had a little brief stint at Sunderland. He'd done well at Brighton. Yeah. Uh, I think he's at Luton now, if I'm not mistaken. I could be mm, wrong on that. I think so. you're right. I think you're right. But, but I think Brighton, where he's, he spent the best chunk of his... Um, playing time so far but Newcastle love players like like Loire Loire like um you know they do get you off your seat we love it we love a bit of um, madness don't we we've had them throughout history so yeah it'd be like loads of other ex-pros that are slowly slowly coming back into the club just to watch a game even um it'll be great to see him back at St James's Park one day he's, he's he, was, he was great value this this really surprised me just how good this one is yeah, it really has as well. But Sam, that's pretty much it for 2021. We will have a Christmas special for our listeners. Yeah, maybe one more as well between that. But that's 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 very much TBC. But you know, we'll carry on. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. But if it is the last one before the Christmas special, what a year for the Green Room on the show. It's been absolutely extraordinary. Yeah, it's been good crack, hasn't it? Been good crack. It's been exciting, thrilling, stressful at times. But yeah, just like getting to talk to all these people is just an absolute dream come true. Let's face it, because we don't earn anything for doing this, but like it's it's priceless in a way, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It, it really is. And who would have thought this? Just even this year, it was spoken to likes of Norberto Solana, Andy Griffin, the Wild Wild. In terms of this year, it was spoken to journalists like Luke Edwards and Keith Downey. Was spoken to. All sorts of different characters, like Stephen Taylor from all over the world. We've spoken to Solano in Peru. Stephen Taylor was in Dubai. Uh, Loire Loire is in Africa, and and Andy Griffin was in Stoke on Trent. He really was. He really was. But all have fantastic stories about their time at Newcastle, which is why we love doing this show. But Sam, let's get this show on the road. It is the Greenwood and Mulliner Show with Lamana Lawalawa. The Greenwood and Mulliner Show on Newcastle Fans TV. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Greenwood and Mulliner Show here on Newcastle Fans TV. Today we are joined by a man who played for Newcastle United in the early 2000s and of course made his mark in the Champions League as well. The last time Newcastle United were in the Champions League, this man was playing it is of course Lamana Lawalawa. Welcome to the show Lamana. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. No, it's no problem at all. Sam, this is a man that has probably the best celebration in Newcastle, doesn't he? Oh, I mean, <laughs> this is the thing, wasn't it? I mean, Oberfemi Martins tried, but he was just a pretender to the throne. I mean, Lamana, you, you were the king of the celebrations. Where did you first start it and how many managers um, were so worried that you were going to get injured doing it? <laughs> um, well, obviously, knowing um, I, I, I was a gymnast, to be fair, when I, before leaving Congo, because I left Congo when I was nine years old. So, um, obviously, I used to love doing flips. And, you know, it's not like, you know, it's not like in, in Europe where you have all the mats and everything that we was doing in sand. And what they used to do, they used to, um, you know, them truck wheels. They used to dig the ground and then stick it in, but in an angle, so you can only see the, the front bit. So you don't see, so it gives you time to run and bounce on it. You know, so I, 
I just want, I used to love doing gymnastics. And I always say this to people, but they laugh. I actually learned to do a backflip from a monkey. You know them little chipanji, you know them little monkey. <laughs> you know, we, I, we had one in our home, so it was like my best friend, you know. So in, in obviously in, in, in Congo, there's certain people that go to school from 7 o'clock to about 12-ish, and then people goes in from 1 to whatever, 3, 4, so I used to go. Uh, I used to go morning, and all my friends was doing afternoons time. So, in afternoons, I didn't have no friends. So the only friends I had was my, my, <laughs> my chimpanzee, my little monkey friend. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, one day I was just going. I was bored, and I just went, like just to to chill with him. And then he was doing backflip. So I kind of looked at it, and then I started copying it. So for some reason, you know how they they're clever. So every time. He saw me, he was doing that. So that's how I really started doing my backflip. But obviously, uh, when I came to England, I wanted to do gymnastics, but my school teacher didn't allow me because he saw me play football one time, uh, Mr. Hat. I can never forget him. And he said to me that, you know what? You, 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 you make it as a footballer. So he did everything. He's the first person to buy me a football boot. But because when you start sign your contract, you can't do other sports but football. So the only way for me to keep up you know, that's my love, my passion. So it was only when I score a goal, I can do that. But I remember doing one time when I scored the goals and my friend Michael, my best friend, was like, yeah, look, yeah, Lomana, you got to keep doing that. You keep doing that, you know, and it just stuck with me. So, yeah, that, and uh, I can never get injured from her, even though I did get injured with, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in Portsmouth with uh, Mr. Harry Redknapp saying that you can't do it, but it's something... In me, you know, once once you score a goal, it's like it's like Big Al, you know. You can tell Big Al, don't do this, but once you score goals, the hands goes up without even knowing. So, so that was like my trademark. So, um, yeah, I loved it. I, I still do it now, you know. <laughs> can you actually? I still do it now. Wow, that's Fantastic. what I do when in my in my spare time. That's what I go and do. Like I go and join those kids uh, as I used to do when I was young, and just go to those places and do. But not as many as I used to do. But I still keep it up. That's my love. So Lamana, you joined Newcastle from Colchester for just over two million pounds. Were there other clubs sitting around at that point for you? And were Newcastle your I, first choice? I hope. I hope the two Nami's fans don't get mad at me. But I love Newcastle in my heart. Um, I also was, you know, I grew up in London, East London. You know, all my friends was Hammers, West Ham supporters. And um, I never really liked football that much because um, my dad was a footballer. So my dad, the thing is why I never liked football. When I was young, my dad used to go football. Um, when they win a game, he would come back home and drunk, you know, after partying and then start, you know, I love my dad, obviously, rest in peace. That, that won't change. That didn't change nothing. By the time, he was like, uh, he would start fight with my mom, you know, but he was drunk. So I remember making a promise to my mom that I'll never drink alcohol. I don't touch alcohol. I've never been an alcoholic. And I said to my mom, I'll never, ever lift my hands on a woman. You know, that was the promise. So because of that, that was like football was like, um, it, that's the reason why I was causing my dad to drink alcohol. You know, um, but obviously... You know, God's plan is always different. Even though I didn't like football, but God's plan was always for me to play football. So, yeah, um, when I was playing for coaches, I was actually on my way to New uh, to Tottenham. 
I was I, I had these things about Tottenham. I'm also I was like a Tottenham. I'm a Tottenham supporter, but obviously Newcastle is my heart because I play for the club. I fall in love with it afterwards. But Tottenham was a team that I wanted to because there the Ginola was there, Rue Fox. Uh, there was these players that play players that I used to like playing, so I used to love. So I was actually going on my way to uh, to Tottenham. I was about to sign for Tottenham, but obviously Mick Wordsworth. Obviously, he was with Sir Bobby Robson. He's the one actually when he came to Colchester. He asked. He he spoke to me like a father. He told me because we was going through a hard time in in uh, in Colchester. We was going down, and then he said to me, "If you help me stay up in this team, uh, stay up in the league with Colchester, I'll bring you. I'll come and get you to whatever I'll be going." Because he knew he was going somewhere, but he didn't tell me where he was going. So he probably knew he was going to Newcastle. So um. Yeah, when he, he made me, he made a call to me. He goes, "Where you going?" I said, "Well, actually, on our way to Newcastle uh, to Tottenham." He said, "No, you're not." He said, <laughs> "Then he's like, we was driving to Tottenham from Colchester to Tottenham, and it was like, it was like, I was like asking myself, how come we never reach? I live in London. I know it doesn't take that long, <laughs> but it was like somehow we just managed to go up there. <laughs> we was going up north, so um, but I never regret. For me, you know, my my best player has always been." Ronaldo, phenomenal Ronaldo. Knowing uh, Sir Bobby, rest in peace, that was like a father, a figure father to us. Um, knowing that it was him that was buying me, he trained my player, that which was phenomenal. I didn't have no regrets. So, yeah, it was uh, Tottenham, then Newcastle, yeah. So uh, I never had no regrets. Oh, I love that. I mean, what was it like then, uh, a young man from the Congo playing for Colchester, all of a sudden walking into a dressing room with Sir Bobby Robson, Alan Shearer, Gary Speed, Shea Given, absolute mammoths of the game? Um, you know, the craziest thing is like, you know, you're watching. I, I'm not going to lie because all my friend Michael and, and uh, Mr. Hat um, and uh, uh, the scout, uh, what's his name, uh, Jeff Harrop, they feed, you know, there's so many times they feed into my head. It's like, you're going to make it. You're going to make it. You're going to go high. You're going to play high. So I knew one day I'll play because obviously you also have to be have belief in yourself. And I knew one day I'll, I'll be playing in the Premier League. But obviously I didn't know when how, when it's going to happen. And um, and I used to watch, like sit down and watch because I used to love play players. You know, I talk about real folks that played uh, in Tottenham, also played in Newcastle. You talk about G Ginola, also played in Newcastle. So I, I I used to watch all them games. You watch the Allen and and and, and wanted to say, uh, you know, asking yourself a question, can one day be like them? Can I, you know, reach the level? And then suddenly, boom, I'm sitting down in a canteen. Shearer's there. Uh, <laughs> Warren Barton's there. Rob Lee's there. And you're thinking, I remember one time I was sitting down and I couldn't eat. So we sit in a canteen, I couldn't eat. So I was like, I think I was in a dreamland. I was like, oh, I'll just keep staring at Al. I was staring at Big Al. And every time he looked my way, trying to get eyes to go, I'll turn around pretending I was eating, you know? So it took me a while. <laughs> it took me a while to actually, um, to believe that I'm actually sitting down with this legend. It's only until, I remember, it's only until the day Alan actually called me a magician, you know, in a training. Because I don't forget, I, I grew up in an era that 
I just used to love because I knew Newcastle. That was that's what got me to Newcastle is my skills and beating players. So that in one time in training, I'll call me a magician, and that took that took that took me from here to there. You know, it's like oh my god, that's our. I'll call me a magician. So it's a never. And and sometimes as a youngsters, you know, even young players, they only need someone uh, that they look up to and to just give them that confidence, you know, that, you know, just to say something that will, will take you to another level. Obviously, Sir Bobby uh, was the biggest person that can ever, for me, that stays in my, it's part of my, it's my the biggest achievement for me. If someone asks me, I always say, hey, I play for Sir Bobby Robson. He, he bought me, you know, and he coached all these big players. So, you know, but it was amazing. It took me a while for me to believe, but, and I was glad, like, Gary Speed, I know Al was the club captain, but Gary Speed was our captain, players' captain. Gary Speed was everything. Uh, you know, I, I learned so much from him. The advice is the time, even though Al had time for us, but Gary Speed was just a, another another level. You talk about Saboy Robson, Lamona, and he called you when, when he signed you a very special talent. How did he improve you, and what did you learn the most out of Saboy Robson at your time at Newcastle? Nobody, nobody ever, nobody ever, like, I never actually told many people about this story. He gave me free videos when I came. He gave me uh, Phenomenal. He gave me, uh, he told me to watch Maradona and he told me to watch Pele. So I never understood. Hold on. I, I, I'm coming from uh, playing park, uh, like park football. And then I got into coaches. So I didn't even last. I didn't. I, I don't remember staying there for two years. And then suddenly, I'm si sitting next to Sir Bobby, all these players. So it was like, okay, I used to play my football. Nobody told me anything because I've never been taught football. I never had enough time in a youth team, even though I learned football my, my the hard way. The first per player I actually went to see because people was comparing me with my skills to him when I was in East London, it was Joe Cole. So that was the first time I ever went to watch football. It was Joe Cole because, you know, like I said, all my friends was hammers. You know, so it's like, I just, this is what got me to Newcastle. And then Sir Bob is giving me free videos. And I was like, what does that mean? So I was watching these videos and thinking, yeah, oh, wow, these people are amazing, like dribblers. And, but at times I was going to him, I say, yeah, boss, but, Gaffer, they're all, they're all talented, gifted. He says, yeah, but what do you see? So I was like, um, <laughs> at times I started getting upset. I was like, Gaffer, if he, if he didn't want me to be in Newcastle, just let me go back to Colchester. But he was trying <laughs> to teach me something. So the more time I actually start focusing, and these people had talents. They, they can almost do anything with the ball, but they never use, they never dribble all the time. It was times that they was doing it. Those times that, like, phenomenal, because I say he was my best player. So those times, like, hold on, you can beat every single player, but why you don't do it? So I went back to him. I said, yeah, but they're talented, but they're boring. They don't do this all the time. He's like, no, that's what I want you to learn, when to pass and when to dribble. It's not all the time. I imagine, like, you're playing against a defender every time you dribble. Then you'll know that oh, every time this guy gets the ball, he just wants to dribble. So he says he wants he wanted me to mix. And one time I was in a I remember I was in a in the pitch. He called uh, I don't remember if it's 
I don't know which player that he called, a defender. He said, stay here. He said to me, give me the ball and run to the other side. So I passed the ball, I run. So it's like one, two, basically. He says, that's a skill. Uh huh. He said, that's a skill. I said, I said no, Gaffa, I get the ball, I do this. <laughs> he said, no. He said, you can, he said, you can do that. I know you can beat one, two, three, but you can also. So he was like schooling me. Because obviously, I, and you know, at the time, I didn't think of it. I was like, oh, this uh, Gaffa didn't like me because he'll play me and then sub and he'll play. But he was like teaching me the game. It's only when I went to Portsmouth, I realized, oh, this is what he was doing. But because I was young, naive, I didn't clock it. I'd never been taught football. I just thought this guy was actually destroying me. Because when I remember the first season, I was doing everything dribbling. And then he told me, okay, start to watch Big Al and trying to learn what he does. So I, he taught me how to play with my back on goal, which was very difficult for me because I've never played with my back on goal all the time I used to face. So it was like, he was schooling me in a different, because there were so many players. I'm, I'm already in the first team. So he won't really have time just for one person. So he was teaching me in a way that I had to learn quick. But it's a shame I had to go to Portsmouth to actually realize that what he was teaching me. And for so, such a long time, I wanted to know what he thought of me as a player. Even when I say this, it, it makes me want to, like, it gives me shivers. It makes, it, it gets emotional because for a long time, I really wanted to know what he thought of me as a player. You know, um, it's only until not long ago, probably was six years ago, Five years ago, I, I was just going into my videos, and one of um, oh, sorry, sorry, hold on. That's okay. Hold on. okay. One, Take your time. Take your time. One, one of uh, uh, one Congolese uh, journalist. I didn't even know they was trying to do a uh, a documentary about me. So they went to do interviews with like Bellamy's, uh, Salano, and they actually had an interview with uh, Sir Bobby. And for me, it was like what. Oof. what he said about me, um, like just to hear, like, like I said to you that he was like, a, he's, it was like someone for me, he's always stayed to this time, even though I play with different managers, he's always going to be up there because with the likes of uh, Phenomenon, so for, to hear what he said about my talents, I wish I would uh, hear that before, maybe I would have never leave Newcastle the way I did, you know, that's one of the things I regret in football. I wish I wouldn't understand that he was trying to turn me into uh, a beast in a way. But young, naive, stupid, uh, you know, but I don't regret it. So he, he really taught me a lot. I learned so much and, and maybe people look at me and the progression I made, if it wasn't because of what the videos and what he did to me, I, would, I probably would have never turned out to be who I was. Maybe if I was with him, I would have probably go higher, but I don't regret. The only thing I regret in football, leaving Newcastle the way I did and celebrating when I scored against uh, against Newcastle when I was in Portsmouth. I should have never done that. I mean, yeah, that hurt. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that, 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 that one hurt. It, that, it, it, that, it does. For me, obviously, later on, I realised uh, but. But we're young, you you make you make mistakes, and I I just wish there was a different way. That I'm sure some of the Newcastle people are listening now, 
I was young, naive, stupid. As you know, it's a young generation. Like you didn't know, and especially when Rooney came out, you're thinking, okay, I want to play. You know, why are we not playing? But not knowing that this genius of a, a guy was preparing you for for a better thing. So, you know, um, I and I apologize. I am sorry, but I'm a, I love I watch Newcastle now. I'm happy. You know what's happening now, and hopefully they got a, a good young manager who I played with him in Newcastle, uh, in, top, in Portsmouth as well. And uh, hopefully, you know, with the Newcastle fans, it's all about heart. It's not. I know sometimes they're not. It's not about winning the league now, but it's about players giving all flair. You know, when we was when we was there, the fans at least even certain games we don't win, but once they see you give your hundred percent, and and that's what matters to them. You know, and obviously we got this. So hopefully we start bringing the names and bring the the football that I was part of playing as well in that, you know, those generations. So, you know, and I apologize for did what I did, but I was young and I love Newcastle. I'm a, I'm a tsunami myself. So I, <laughs> it's, it's my, so my mom's there. I always come there all the time. My friend Olivia is still there, Bernard. So, yeah. yeah. I really apologize on that, but like I said, I was young and naive. Yeah, I, I, I mean, so Bobby obviously had a love for you, Lamana, because there was some strikers that that came and went during your your time at the club, and he kept you around and played you in the Champions League. Just how special are those European nights playing for Newcastle back in the day, bro? I, I was in park football. And then I'm in the Champions League. You know, at times, you don't. I, I, I don't think we as youngsters and the Amiobian, the Chopper, I don't think we understood what Champions League was. I, I really don't think we understood that. It's only until uh, later on when I went to Olympiacos playing for champ, playing in champ, I realized, oh my God, it was big. It was it was huge and and. Newcastle, we was respect. We was playing. We was playing some of the best football. You know, we we. I don't know what happened. Maybe we was too young. Obviously, it was a mix of of uh, old players and young. And I, I don't. The older players knew the importance of it. I don't think us young players we knew. You know. And you look at it now. It was huge. And I look at some of the videos. I watch some of the games that we play. Against the Barcelona, even uh, the friends that we played against uh, Bayern, and I look and I was like, "Oh my God!" And I, because I still speak to Robert, Laurent Robert, and sometimes we we talk about it. Even Bernard, we speak, we talk about. It, it was like, "Oh my God!" We actually we was part of this uh, amazing and that like, we was entertainment. We we're like entertainers. That's what Newcastle. Used to go back. I know sometimes we always cry, especially when we lose. It was hurting all of us. But Bobby, Bob, said Bobby actually created something special. I don't think like now we now we actually look at it. This man was, this man was special. This man was, wow. Um, yeah. I, I, if I talk about this guy, there's so many good things, and it was like a father, not only to me, but. You speak to Amiobi, you speak to JJ, you speak to Kieran. You, this guy was special, man. I, there's so much when we talk about him. Like I said, I get very emotional, and he he was very special. In those times, the, the 
the discussion that we had, I, I was stupid. At one time, I used to, when he, I never used to play, I used to bust his, I used to get out a knife, I used to bust his tie. <laughs> I, I was young and stupid. When I don't play, I used to bust his tie. So there's so many stories that people didn't know. So I used to get so upset. I don't know what to do. Why, why it, didn't, it doesn't play me? Why I hate it that people calling me super sub? I hate that. So why he's not giving me? So I used to, but and one time he caught me. He caught me like busting, and I was like with all emotion, crying. I was like, yeah. Every time you don't this, I do this all the time. And then he took me to his office. He sat me down, and he made me understand that. That's when I knew uh, this guy loved me, not just me, but all the. But I'm talking on my behalf. That's when I knew this guy. This guy loved me for because he talked to me as a son. You know, uh, and it was special for me, but yeah, it was special. It was special, and uh, yeah, I had a great time. I really had, I had with the Kieran because Kieran took us under his wings. With JJ, I think what he was trying to do, he was trying to do what Sir, Sir um, Ferguson did, Alex Ferguson did with Manu. He was trying to build youngsters like the Beckham, how they came out. So he was trying to do that with us and learning. But we were stupid, we didn't understand. So, special man, he was special. Forever, you know, I look at those videos to nowadays, like, forever be in my, in, in my heart anyway. So, and Newcastle always have that special place in my heart. Lamana, can you remember your first Premier League goal for Newcastle? It was away at Derby County. Derby, Derby. After being 2 0 down. What can you remember Derby. from that day? You know, you know. Sometimes I realize in life, I also um, tell my kids and and any youngsters that I, I go to. You know, sometimes never put too much pressure on yourself. You know, sometimes when you put too much pressure, it, it turns out the other way around for you. You know, for so long you just wanted to score. I want to score. I want. I just want to score. So it start playing in my head, and then I think that's when Sir obviously Sir Bobby Robson like came in. Say, listen, it's not what I bought you for. You know, you have the other way, you know, your assist, you have other attributes to a game. So don't just put that into your mind because it, so the moment I start, okay, if I score, I score, if I don't score, but I'm just there to try and to fight for the team. And as long as we win, that's what matters. And sadly, in Derby, boom, after so many, so many times you're trying to score many games. But it was a beautiful thing. Not only that, we won that game. That was also part of the game to get us into a, to Champions League or, or to get us on on the top. So for me, I didn't think of it. It was just it was just a relief just to to score that goal. Um, but not the most important. It was just for us to 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 get that three points. And and uh, it, no, it was a great feeling. So it was something that, like I said, never put too much pressure on yourself. It it will come slowly, slowly. And also another person that played big part was. Gary Speed, because Gary Speed at times was like, as a flair players, as a skillful players, you get so much joy of going around like dribbling past a player. But when you start your game, people don't realize this. As a skillful player, when you start your game, when the whistle starts, if you your first touch was bad or your pass was bad or you turn the dribble, it doesn't go through, your head goes down. It works your head because, and that's when Gary Speed can goes. Make sure you, you build your game. When the game starts, make sure your first pass, your touch goes to the players and build from there. 
Ooh, we oh. just lost the monitor. They were just waiting oh. until he can throw. He was, in, he was in full flow there, Sam, wasn't he? Oh, I know. I was. I, this, it's been so riveting, hasn't it? I mean, I, 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 listening to him speak, it's been absolutely phenomenal so far. I hope we can just get him back. Obviously, the 4G is probably worse where he is in Africa than even worse than North Shields. So. Whoa. No, we're not taking those shields. <laughs> not taking those shields down. <laughs> but some absolutely incredible stuff from the Marmot so far in regards to his experience at Newcastle and very emotional in regards to Boy Robson as well, Sam. Very. And and who would have thought he held such regret for that? I, I mean, I didn't want to mention it too much, that Portsmouth goal, but we, we all think it, don't we? But, um, uh, yeah, it, it's... Um, I'm I'm glad he um, kind of regrets it and especially celebrating because it, it did hurt, didn't it? And it could probably that goal. Obviously, I know it kept Portsmouth up uh, in the Premier League that season, but kind of knackered us for the Champions League, didn't it? <laughs> a little bit, a little. Well, it did. Let's be honest, it did. And if you can remember, actually, obviously, Lamana talks about Gary Speed. It's probably the only time that we've when we spoken to people at the time that Gary Speed's really lost it in the changing room. It was after the game against Portsmouth. He really lost it. He couldn't understand why Newcastle didn't have that clause in the contract that he couldn't play against us. And Very odd. Very odd. Well, very it, odd forced the, it forced the rule change, didn't it? It did, yeah. It really did. And it was... Um, but you can tell Sammy regrets it, which is, and again, sometimes, like Lamar says, sometimes young, everyone's young and does, makes decisions in life which they regret probably later on. Um, and I'm sure if he had his time again, he'd do that. I think we've got Lamana coming back now. So there he I'm is. Back. Hi, Lamana, I'm I'm back. back. You're in full flow there, talking about Gary Speed. Sorry, sorry. You know, in Africa, sometimes, you know, internet do go, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the same in North Shields. <laughs> <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, I'm back. Um, yeah, well, I, I don't even know where I was. So, I was, yeah, I was about... saying Gary Speed. Yeah. Gary Speed, yeah. um... Yeah, taught us, uh, taught me that you know, and um, this is a knowledge. This is something I always pass it on, even when I'm coaching youngsters. I always pass it on. Always build your game. Always make sure when it starts that your first pass goes to your your own teammates, and it's the right one, and then build from it. Yeah, I mean, with this, the way that you played, Lamana, you were you were always one that would get the fans off their feet. Something exciting's about to happen. Um, we've got a player like that now in Alan St. Maximum. How much do you enjoy watching him play? What a player! What a player! Um, <coughs> good player. You know, sometimes you know, sometimes you see yourself in someone. You know, you see yeah. something like he has. Um, he has that um, no fear factor that I don't care who you are, I'm, I'm going past you. You know, um, I, I, and I think someone that Newcastle should build a team around as well, you know, like I think that's someone that the fans love. And uh, I, always, I always believe from what I, I've learned from different managers, you know, Sarah Bobby uh, and uh, Harry Redknapp, Team, you always need to have at least two maximum flair players that can make different, that can that can uh, wake the crowd up, you know. Because I think people don't realize Newcastle. It wasn't just the players. We also it was the fans for me. Personally, it was the fans that was giving me that extra energy. You know, just hearing the fans. I remember even my first game, Charlton. 
I never played Premier League before, but the fans was amazing. It's as if the way they is like they wake you up. It's like that wake up call. So, you know, he's a great he's a great player. I think the the, the more players that. <laughs> Hello, are you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yeah, you. We can hear you. <laughs> can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Hold on, you. I can hear. I can hear you. Wait. Sorry, someone just called my phone. Sorry. Hold on. Where's the mic? Don't worry. Can you hear us now, Lamana? Can you hear me? We can yeah. hear you. Yeah. I can't hear you. Wait. Hold on. <laughs> Why are they doing this? I told them I was doing interviews. All right. <laughs> Can I just come off and come back yeah, in? Come out and come back in. Come out and come back yeah. in. Shake your head if I can just come out and in. <laughs> okay, sir. Sorry. <laughs> these are the things that you do not see on the Green and Mulder show. These, I'm keeping all this in. I'm keeping all this in. This is this <laughs> gold. Gold. Love what it. a ringtone as well. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting that ringtone. I don't know what ringtone I was expecting, to be honest. But yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's brilliant so far. Like to be honest with you, these like I said, these are things that you don't see, but to be honest with you, you don't mind because what you're hearing from the Marner Sam is absolutely absolutely ballot of gold does, isn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Here he is now. He's back. <laughs> He's back Can again. You hear us? Hello? Can you Can hear, you hear us? us, Lamana? I am so sorry. I told my friends. <laughs> don't worry. I told my friends that I'm doing an interview that they should call me, but for some reason I don't know why they keep calling me. I am so sorry. Don't worry about it. It's absolutely fine. Sam was asking yes, about yeah, I was saying about Maxi. Yeah, very good player. Very very good player. Skillful entertainer. Um, yeah, I think someone that Newcastle should really keep and and build uh, uh, build a team around and bring some. Bring some good players. Hopefully, I'm sure the manager will do that. Um, that um, I think the youngsters. You can't sell. You. He's one of our best players. We can't sell our best players and get rid of them. So I think sometimes you need to build around there. And you also go. You got a goal scorer in. You know with uh, Wilson. So yeah. there's it's good signs there. You know, and now hopefully we can get some players uh, in this uh, in January. That will help boost the team. So we don't want to go down. We really want. I think the the targets now is to stay up, and hopefully next year and see how what we can do. And you know, trying to to finish on that uh, on the first on the, the other half, not just on the bottom half. So yeah, yeah, for sure. But great player, good player, hundred percent. Lamana, you talk about your time at Portsmouth. You actually played alongside Eddie Howe. Did you think at an early stage that he would become a manager and even a manager of Newcastle United? So I didn't hear that, sorry. No, it's okay. I was just gonna say you played with Eddie Eddie Howard Porter for a little bit. Did you did you did you think that he would become a manager yes. of Newcastle? And with all uh, with his obviously with his bad injury that he had. Um I, I didn't um obviously we didn't play much but he was there he, he was always a quiet uh he was always a quiet person uh which i'll say observed probably and very thankful you know so I, there's nothing i can say but he's he has shown himself he proved himself with the likes of bournemouth that what he did in bournemouth was amazing 
And uh, I think sometimes you need to, I know some people say, yeah, bring a big name uh, to Newcastle, bring but sometimes bringing those managers, they're not used to, they don't know what Premier League is like. I know they're good managers, but they're not, they, they, are, they don't have no experience to the Premier League. He has, and he needs that time. And obviously, he took over from, uh, from obviously, Bruce. He needs time to, to because um, there's different, different managers have his different philosophy of game, how they see the game. So he needs time and he needs to get his message across the players. You know, I, I, think he's a, I, think he's a, I think he's a very good manager. I think he'll do good, giving him times, and hopefully he can bring in his time. Like I say, for us now, uh, Newcastle is just to stay up in the league. And then let's see what, what can come after next season. So you can't really... So now for him, I'm sure he's just to, trying to know the players. And I'm sure he's already thinking about other things, but at the same time, you know, to make sure the team stay up in this league. And then we'll see what he can do. But he's a good manager. Sometimes you need to give those youngsters. And he's not like an old generation. So he he knows he's, he knows the old football and he knows the new football. So I think he'll, I think he'll do great in, uh, in Newcastle. Let's give him time. And I think he'll do great. Yeah, finger, fingers crossed. Absolutely. Um, yeah. With the new owners we've got now at, at Newcastle, we see um, ex-players starting to come back to St. James's Park to, to, to watch the games and start to be involved with the club again, are you going to make the trip to St James's Park soon to uh, oh, come I, back I, and I, take I, a game in? They don't ask me to come back, even to help uh, the youngsters youth team, even to pass. Because I'm also I, obviously I've been working with a new uh, the national team uh, attacking coach, but I didn't really because I'm going through a transition. Uh, transition. I didn't know really what I wanted to do, but I love being on the pitch. I love passing on my knowledge. You know. Um, I went to see, well, obviously he's no longer there now, Bellas, Bellamy. I went to see him in Brussels just to see his coaching because this one, this one guy, I never thought he would be a coach because you know how Bellas was, but he turns out he was, a, he was a very good coach. I love what he was doing. You know, you see the, the likes of I and Kieran Dyer. I spoke to him a few times. You know, Rambo, we speak. So I love being around uh, on a pitch, passing on my knowledge because uh, there's nothing more that makes me happy to see a players, you know, um, someone that you give advice, go on to, to make it. So I would love to come back and, 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 and be part because, like I said, I'm, I'm a Newcastle, I'm a Newcastle fan. Since I played there, it's part of my heart now. So if it, if it was a Newcastle, I probably wouldn't be where I am now because Newcastle gave me that opportunity. So... I would love to come back and watch my team to support my team. I would love to come back and somehow be involved with the youngsters. I can never say no to that. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm a Newcastle fan, man. Newcastle just got their first win of the season this weekend against Burnley, Lamana. Can you see Newcastle United staying at the three points off safety at the minute with some tough pictures Sorry? in December? Do you think Newcastle can stay up this year? I didn't hear what you. I know you said Newcastle won the first game, which I was dancing. Yes, that was. <laughs> Can we stay up? I think I think we'll stay up. I think I, I really think we'll stay up. Uh, it's gonna. It's hard. It's gonna be hard. But then, listen. When we was playing, you wanted to play against the best team. Premier League is the best, one of the best league in the world, and and those players. All, all, that's why I said. I think the message of the, the coach is coming across. He's learning the players. He's learning who can be a fighter because now it's all about fighting. I remember 
when I was in when I was in Portsmouth, a few <laughs> nearly most every year we used to play to stay up in the league anyway. So it was all about characterism. It's about Harry. Harry, we have to find characters, people with this that you fight for. Because sometimes, even like you say, I was a, a flair player. Give even the max. Sometimes skills ain't gonna work, but it's the other side. So you have to give everything. You have to fight for. It's a, it's about fighting now. And once I think that's what um, the manager is trying to get him across to him. And once they get that, it's for I, 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 I fingers across. I hope. And I believe, I, I really believe that we will stay up. Because we have to stay up, man. We got all these people with money. We have to stay up. Come <laughs> on, they need to buy some players for us to stay up. Yeah, oh, I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Because um, the future could really be exciting. Just um, a, a final one for me to you, Lamana. Um, what would you say was your favourite moment in a Newcastle United? Um... um I, I obviously I loved every single thing, but not many people did, uh, knew this. But I did a lot of uh, uh, work for Newcastle outside, like visiting hospitals, people in hospitals. Um, it, there was one. I know it's not nice. It's sad, but Newcastle made me realize that how how influenced and how not powerful, but how footballers how people look at you in a different way. There's a story, there was a young boy that was, was dying, had uh, cancer, and they gave him, uh, I think he had three weeks to leave or something, but this, his family used to write letters, you know, and I never used to have time, no, not have time, but sometimes you sign your, your book and then you send it back to the people. So there were times that I wasn't really going through because obviously when you're not playing you're stressing so I wasn't looking at my post and thing but one time I did and there was this boy this family was sending me letters for a long time and uh, this boy I was uh, one he was a Newcastle fan I was one of his players uh, favorite player so you know I went to visit him and I became so uh, close to him and I was going there all the time and they gave him three weeks but for, for some reason, it went on more than three weeks. And I didn't know what was happening. But obviously my presence was actually, whoever was giving him that strength to fight, uh, I, you know, um, it was just amazing. Obviously, that's when I had to move to Portsmouth. And obviously he passed away at the end. But it was, for me, it was just amazing how can us, a person, like obviously we do the same thing as everyone else does, but obviously we're in a more public eyes. We're human beings also. You know, and sometimes we do things not realizing. That's when I realized we are all role models to someone. It doesn't mean just because I'm a footballer. Yes, it played a big part because we're all the time on TV and people see us, but we're all role models to a young one. My kids, none of my kids, only one, but I have five kids, but only one like football. The other one don't like football. So it shows you that they probably have someone else that they look up to. So I know I'm a father figure to him, but they probably have someone else. My dad, I love my dad, he was a hero for me but I didn't really look up to him in a way that I wanted to be like uh, phenomenal so for me to for these kids that they gave him three weeks and my presence made him stay longer it was amazing thing and and I, I think doing a lot of work outside like really that was the biggest thing for me obviously wearing the black and white shirt because it's because of that that's what made me known 
but it's more that doing work and meeting people and, and see the love of the, the city and just being inside that St. James Park, those fans. Whew. It was a, it was a, it was for me, like I said, the only thing I regret leaving the way I did. I should have never lived that way. I should have never celebrated as I did. But it was too much frustration and anger. But uh, once again, I apologize to all the fans. But Newcastle will always been in my heart. And uh, I made a history in Newcastle playing at a young age, from a boy from nowhere, uh, from park football, uh, Hackney Marshall to Newcastle in a space of two, three years. And then Champions League. Sitting next to Al, sitting next to Gary Speed, Warren Barton, uh, Rob Lee, uh, Salano, who are still in touch with this now, Kieran Dye, all these people. Uh, I can only uh, I can only take my hat off and thank Newcastle for that. Really, yes, I really I just, do, and I, I hope just, nothing but sorry. the best for them. I was going to say very very finally, do you have a message to the supporters? Um. The, you can never say something uh, like, oh, turn up to the stadium because they're always there. Regardless what, they always support the team. They always listen. Even at one time I came in and done a, a radio and uh, I remember it was a game against uh, Oxford. Oxford. And yeah. Newcastle, the, it's, the fans was there. Amazing. And they never look at it, okay, we're playing uh, second division, third. So all I can always say, let's stick stick uh, together and uh, give this uh, manager, give this manager, Eddie, I'll give him a chance. And uh, new, we, for a long time, we've been crying for a new chairman, someone to take over. Now that they let's give it a chance and let's just keep supporting, like always, be a supporter to, to the end. And I'm sure good things are ahead of us. Fingers across, and I believe good things are ahead of us. So let's just let's keep on supporting them, and uh, we'll, we'll be laughing again. So people will be talking about us again. Hopefully, do what more what Sir Bobby and uh, you know Kevin Keegan brought. Hopefully, we can bring that flair and that entertainment again in uh, in in our stadium. Lamana, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the Green and Milner show today, talking all things Newcastle. Really, really do appreciate everything that you've done, and I'm sure all the Newcastle fans miss you and would love to see you back in Newcastle very, very soon. Very soon, very soon, very, very soon. Sam, where can everybody listen to this podcast? Link will be in the description for the audio podcast. New episodes released every Tuesday, and go and check out the previous episodes, including the likes of Lamana's friends, Oli Bernard, Nobby Solano. They've all been on there. Go and listen to them. They are equally as fantastic as Lamana has been today. Thank you so much, Lamana. Thank you. And let me just try something there. Salano wants to come back. Salano's a very good coach, and he's ready to come back to help the youngsters. So make sure you guys get them to contact him. He's a very good coach. I've been following him. That's my bro. <laughs> Thank you. We will. We will. For myself, Jonathan Green, Sam Milner, and of course, the famous Lamala Luwalawa. We'll see you all very soon. Thank you. Newcastle Fans TV.